everybody. Welcome back to Holistic Finance. I am Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Collins. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about the top three mistakes that established naturopathic doctors and their practice make. Yeah, it's never fun to go ahead and realize that you're not doing it properly. And at the same time, the time that you'd want to know is as soon as you're making the mistake. So this is done with uh, the thought of providing care and, and helping folks identify things that they may be too close to, to be able to actually recognize. Yeah. So if you've been running your practice, you know, for 10 years or so, this episode is definitely for you. And if you're getting, you know, five to seven years away from maybe wanting to dial back the amount of work that you're doing, uh, this, this episode is even more important, maybe for you. So let's start with number one here, Alex. Um, you know, as, as we're working with naturopathic doctors, Many of them have have built a solid practice, and we've had an episode on this. They haven't been really thinking with the end in mind in terms of like, okay, how do they transition, or how how does this practice? What's the bigger picture look like? Are they wanting to sell it to someone? Are they wanting to essentially just kind of close down shop and then you know live off what they've been saving? Yeah, I mean, this kind of comes into like making sure that a we attract key people to the, to the practice and then B we keep them. So like oftentimes the attraction uh, of key people comes into play because folks get to the point where they've, they've spent so much time, energy, effort, blood, sweat, tears, building the practice. And the practice has basically become all about them. And so now what they're trying to do is figure out, okay, how do I take a week vacation or a two week vacation? How do I unplug? How do I, what happens if something happens to me, to this thing that I've been building for years? Yeah. So the, this number one is really not having a plan to protect your practice. Right. And, you know, I'll just share a brief story. So I want you to just imagine you, you've got a practice, you have maybe a couple doctors underneath you as well that's helping grow that practice and, and maybe you've been doing some coaching and training for them maybe even you have a, a thought of one of those doctors maybe transitioning into ownership or partial ownership becoming a partner becoming like the, the the legacy for what your practice will become and all of a sudden three of those doctors come up to you and they say hey appreciate everything you've done we, we've enjoyed working together we're leaving because we're going to go start our own practice, the three of us. So probably your worst nightmare from the standpoint of, right. They're probably going to take their patients with them. Right. That's, that's like a whammy, like, Holy crap. What do I do? Yeah. And if it's not your worst nightmare, it, it's probably now your worst nightmare. Um, but uh, there's ways that we can go ahead and structure compensation plans to a help attract some of those people. So we, we can like do, we can create a plan to help incentivize new docs transitioning into bigger parts of your practice without giving away the farm. And at the same time, once they're established in your practice and have a strong foothold and are building a clientele, Okay, now how do we anchor them to your practice so that they don't do what Ryan just described, which is 
take a chunk of your practice and to go become a competitor of yours. Yeah. And that's a true story that actually occurred to a solid practice that, that we know. And uh, they actually reached out to us after the fact, unfortunately. So it, it really hit us on the head. Like, okay, we, we've got to have this conversation with naturopathic doctors to make sure that they're protecting their practice because you know, you all got in for, you, you all got into your practice for the love of taking care of your patients and, and spreading your mission and, and knowledge around holistic health. Well, and and for so the, for the betterment of, of society and, and your community. So have a plan for that. So that doesn't happen. And no, that's not fun to even think about. Frankly, it's not even fun to plan for, but what would you rather do? Not plan and have it happen possibly. It actually can be a little bit fun to to plan for because now we're what we're doing is we're we're collaborating and dreaming along with the key people that are a part of our practice and helping their dreams come to fruition as well. Because if done properly, like this winds up coming into like number two, which is having a plan to transition your practice whether that's bringing on a partner so you can step, take a little bit of a step back and instead of working 60 to 80 hours a week, you're working 40 to 60 hours a week. Um, or it could be like getting to the point of riding off into the sunset and making sure that the practice that you have worked your entire career to build doesn't end with you, that the legacy goes on, that the, the community help that you're providing lives on beyond you working. Yeah. So what, what is that end result that you're looking for? Right. And what does that transition look like? We talk to business owners all the time. We talk to naturopathic doctors all the time and we ask them, well, what's the, what is that end result? And many of you say, well, I want to sell my practice or transition my practice to someone else. You've got two problems. A, you haven't set your practice up to actually do that. And B, it may not even be transferable, but if it is transferable, Oftentimes we hear, oh, well, I'll get, I want to get that done in the next, you know, three to five years. We were, and we, and then three to five years later, we talk to you again. You're like, oh, I want to do that in three to five years. It's, it's one of those things that you constantly push and having that plan in place doesn't say, okay, you have to transition in that time frame. It's more of like, okay, it almost gets you more focused as to what you're building. And it kind of goes back to number one as well, protecting that practice that, that you love. And most of the time, these things take three to five years to come together because we have to, A, do the work on what is that, what is that process? Like, what do you want? So that takes a little bit of time. Then we have to figure out like, okay, do we have the proper people in-house? If yes, great. Then we have to ha start having the conversation with them to figure out like, okay, do they have a similar dream goal vision that you have? And if yes, okay, great. Like now we're, you know, six months to a year down the road and it's still taking time to go ahead and get to the point where we're actually implementing like what this takes to, to do. And most of the time, these people don't have the funds to be able to just flip a switch and go, okay, here you go. And so then it takes three to five years to actually build out creating the funds and how is it going to be, how is the, what's the process and, and figuring out that, that all the minute transitions of 
the you know how we share this with the the patients, how we share this with with uh, uh, and and dot all the I's and cross all the T's, and that that takes time to go ahead and, and accomplish. So even once we start doing transition pra- uh, planning, it's not as though it's done. It takes time to go ahead and get to the point of fruition. And that's if we have the person in house. If we don't, then it takes more time to find the right philosophical fit, go through that entire process with somebody that you aren't as familiar with. And therefore that's going to take even longer. Yeah. Which takes us to number three, and that's not having any wealth outside of your practice. Right. And, and don't get me wrong. Right. Like if your plan is to sell that practice, like a lot of your wealth should be that practice. We're not stating that you shouldn't put any money into your practice, but you know, you want to make sure you've got some wealth outside of the practice, maybe for some protection piece, maybe for other opportunity aspects, right? That there's, there's, I could, we could have a whole op episode on why we should have money outside of our practice. Matter of fact, I think we've actually done that if I'm not mistaken. We have. And it's hard to do, right? Because you're so focused on your practice that most of the money, if not all of your money is going back in. And if you do want to put it elsewhere, the question is where? Yeah, it's a question of where, it's a question of why, it's a, like how, there's, there's a whole host of different conversations here. And I mean, think about this in the terms of investing. Think about your practice as a single company. Now, it's a company that you know extremely well, and one of the core tenets of investing is invest in what you know it. And at the same time, we also should understand don't put your eggs in one basket, make sure that you diversify. And so that's what this is designed to do is to help you diversify so that all of our income and all of our wealth isn't in one location. Um, not saying that anything bad is going to happen, but if something bad did happen, making sure that we didn't just completely burn down our financial house. Yeah. So those, you know, just in review, the top three mistakes that we see established practices make is one, make just not having a plan of protecting that practice. Two, not having a plan to transition or exit the practice. And then three, not having any wealth outside of the practice, which takes us to question of the day. Our question today is how is it that you're protecting the value of your practice? So head over to holistic-finance.com and there's a spot for you to answer that question. Or if this has brought up any questions in your mind about your practice, feel free to reach out to us to have a have a conversation with one of us. Um, if this episode was valuable for you, if you got any nuggets out of this, share with your with the other doctors, right? The whole purpose of our podcast is to help you all build a practice and share your message to as many people as you possibly can. Right. We understand build the community and and help each other out so we hope this episode was valuable and as always alex make it a great day this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax legal or investment advice although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable please note that individual situations can vary Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities Guardian or Quantified Financial Partners and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. 
Consult your tax legal or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Brian and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 333 North Indian Hill Boulevard, Claremont, California, 91719. Telephone 909-399-1100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Brian Burglow AR Insurance License Number 1531912. CA Insurance License Number 0K24924. Alexander Collins AR Insurance License Number 7264699. CA Insurance License Number 0H24806. Pinpoint number 2021-131149. Expiration December 2023.